you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is episode number 326. It's a conspiracy. This week, we want to talk about conspiracies, secrecy agreements, Superman. Shout out to Suzanne McComas and her new book, The Unofficial Ammo Shortage Report, 10 Myths About Gun Control. I don't wish my brothers a happy Father's Day. I was preparing the show notes and I was trying to think what I wanted to say. And the words of a song popped into my head. I mean, really popped into my head in the fact that I, I was feeling it before I even heard it. And I thought, I wonder if that ever happens to anybody else. I know like when you're in love with somebody and there's a song that you guys have and whenever you think about that person, the music comes to you. But this was a song not about love at all. It was about how jacked up things are and, and how you're going to, you're looking for help. You're trying to get a little, little rescue from it. And I said, well, you're not supposed to be playing music all the time and you know, you know, you can't sing. But then I'm listening to other podcasters that are, you know, making millions of dollars, not millions, but making thousands of dollars in podcasting. And they say, they just get your show and just start right on it. Get right on it. Don't be, have a lot of music and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, yeah, this was radio. If this was um, any other genre, but this is a show where my friends listen to me. They, they talk to me on Facebook. They write me emails. They call me. They know me. So, Pretty much I'm just sharing once a week with my friends. Well, this song popped into my head. And if you listen to the words, you'll see where I'm at.
CrossbreedHolsters.com and NovaArmament.com present the Urban Shooter Podcast. Gun rights, history, comedy, interviews, news, the music of America, inspiration, commentary from your friend and brother from another mother known as the black man with a gun, Ken Blanchard. Show notes can be found at blackmanwithagun.com. Toll-free number, 888-675-0202. You can email me at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Turning the other cheek Trust nobody Don't be no fool Whatever happened To the golden rule We got stranded Caught in the crossfire We got stranded Caught in the crossfire I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. So how are you doing this week? Doing all right? Summer's here and storms are kicking, but... Actually, I'm trying to get this podcast in the can or on a hard drive before uh, power goes out. It's been a difficult week in shooting, reading all my magazines, talking to people, reading stuff on Facebook. You know, there's like a great ammo shortage right now. And a lot of people are just getting into it. Can you imagine if you just starting in the gun community, if you just say, well, I'm going to try this thing out. I'm going to buy me a firearm. You don't know that ammo used not to be $40 a box. You have no idea. You don't know that an AR didn't always cost $2,500 or... Yeah, some people just finding that out now. They they just, they knew to this thing. The light bulb finally came on and they said, hey, I want to buy a gun for home protection for self-defense of my family and they got to forego their mortgage to get a firearm. It used not to be like this. And the ammo, they have no idea. So I did an unofficial query on ammo, on what's going on with my friends, and 45% said they're holding or hoarding on to their ammo. Going to wait for better times. Not going to just go out to the range. 40% though did say they were shooting less. More 22 long rifle being shot, dry firing more. Shooting but not shooting their big board stuff. Going to do their rifle sighting in and that's it. 10% don't want to affect them one bit. They rolling in the hot sauce. They got money. They said, no change. I'm still shooting. And then 5% said, I'm reloading my own stuff. 
So that's the unofficial report from the people who pay attention to me on Facebook on Black Man with a Gun 1. That's my Facebook page with the most action. My main man, Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, E.W. Jackson, held his first press conference in Manassas this week. And at the press conference, Jackson responded to the criticism and the personal attacks on his character, which told him it was going to happen. That's why you're not going to see me running for a politician for any office. It doesn't matter that I could do the job. It doesn't matter that I would knock myself out to make sure the stuff was right. I can't attack. I can't do the, the I can't put my family out there like that. Because. Because I'm me. I've done some stuff. And if you dig hard enough, you're going to find it. And I don't want my family all embarrassed and looking crazy. But during the conference, Jackson highlighted his vision and showed his support for personal liberty, saying that Virginia's Virginians don't need a government to tell them what to do or control their lives. They need a government that will do its job to protect their rights without overtaxing, overregulating, <clears throat> or invading their privacy. And that's what I'm talking about. Dude's a graduate of the Harvard Law School. Yeah, he ain't just some, some yokel. Jackson's a cool guy. Got a little, little, um, little church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Yeah. I'm going to see how far it can go standing on his um, standing on what's right, actually. Trying to be not politically correct, which almost goes against the grain. In the mail, I got a book from uh, Shot Business, you know, like the Shooting Hunting Outdoor Trade publication. And I saw Barbara, man. Barbara had an article in there called What Women Want. I thought, man, this is like really good. I could barely read it, though, because they ripped the crap out of my magazine. I mean, it like went through a shredder. So I got like piece it together to read it. And the answer to her article thing was they want to be treated like any other customer. So good article, Barbara. It's in the June-July edition of Shot Business, if you get a chance, if you're um, on that list for the NSSF.org. Now, I can tell it's really bad in the gun world because I got a cast and call email to send out from uh, Top Hooker Casting. Yeah, fishing. It's a fishing reality show. I checked it out on uh, television. I thought it was whack. But they're looking for people. Might be overdone now. You know, it might be, it might be closed. But um, tophookercasting at gmail.com if you want to be considered a brief explanation on why you are a, um, the next America's top hooker. But I was like, yeah, that show, that show was stupid. The one I saw, they had these people jump into a giant fish tank and they had to suck in goldfish like they were big mouth bass and spit them into a, um, to a tank. Yeah, if you're into that kind of stuff, knock yourself out. But I thought it was asinine. They can just make people do anything to be on camera. Uh, GunRightsMagazine.com, doing pretty good. Got to check out Rob Morris's new piece on the gun-free zones. He got one called um, Gun-Free Zone Fails Murder at Santa Monica College, which is pretty good. GunRightsMagazine.com. That's a part of our little community. So if you want to write and you don't have your own blog or doesn't fit what you want to write, and this is a pro-gun 
newspaper online, hey, send it to me. Blackmailthegun at gmail.com. Freedoms Network is doing pretty good, too. Um, Gene Ballet sent a um, nice little picture and a link about his Father's Day gift. Why don't you check that out if you're on the freedomsnetwork.org. It's our little family thing. It's kind of cool. And my good friend, Suzanne McComas, has a new book out. She's just like her third book. Suzanne wrote this book. Um, she tells some stuff, man. She'll, make, she'll break it down. She's just so honest. And this one is a workbook. Also works for people inside the um, criminal justice system. She's a private investigator for that has helped like victims' families, advocated for defense clients. She's like a really, really good investigator. Um, she she investigates death suits, civil rights issues, sex crimes, and she's been all over the country helping people out. NRA uses her. Um, anybody with some salt, I've used her. Um, just dynamite person. We were trying to get a pilot together once for an um, intervention type show, her and I, but um, couldn't get the, the sponsors for it. All we wanted to do was help people. So check out her book. There's a link to it on the show notes for 326. The book's called The Rough Path. Rough Path, a workbook for change. And you can find it at zzagency.com. That's the name of her company as well, the ZZ Agency. If you need a speaker for your event, if you need some private investigative work, check out ZZAgency.com. You know, she's like prior army and former military, let me say former military, former law enforcement. She's the real deal. I mean, if I had to go to battle with somebody, I want her on my team. Yeah, just like that. Plus, she's fun. She's like a female action figure. The Unnamed Church podcast is doing pretty good. And it's growing just like me, I guess. I keep producing this bad boy until my money runs out for the hosting and stuff. Check out the Christian ministry site at BlanchardChapel.us. And some of you know already, I resigned from the pastor of the church I was serving in for seven years back in March. And now I'm at the St. Matthew's Baptist Church over in Southwest D.C., and I'm just helping the pastor who just happens to be my mentor and friend. And I'm playing my guitar in the choirs. It's all working out well. Not sure what the Lord has in store for me, but it's going to be the best, whatever it is. Hey, if you get a chance, um, check out the link for the war chest. I didn't put the big plug in for uh, financial help, but like that song said, I am stranded, caught in the crossfire. So I got a war chest link. There's a donation link on blackmailthegun.com. And let's see. There also, there'll be a new Kickstarter project. I found out that um, I got to up my game if I want anybody to pay attention. So I'm going to try to do a how-to video for people who don't know anything about firearms. And I hired two models. Bad part is I can't edit a video I got. So I got to hire a couple people. And I'm going to need about $500. So there's a new Kickstarter button popping up here in the next couple of days. I'm only going to have it up there for a week. So I don't know when you've seen this, but um, you might see the link somewhere pop up soon. I'm just trying to get money for editing and to pay the models that I had for this video. I'm going to keep on until either something works or I'm busted, which I'm like down to a nub right now. So shoot, this might be the last podcast you hear in a while. I don't know. We're going to see what happens. But it's, um, it's looking kind of scary. 
ain't trying to like strong arm nobody, but hey, truth is truth. If all of a sudden you don't hear a podcast from it, you know what happened. It won't be a surprise. It's all financial. Not my heart. I'm still striving, trying to do best I can do. But uh, hey, money is real. And now our featured presentation. Whistleblower, patriot or traitor. One of the hottest topics this week has been on the American defense contractor that exposed top secret information to the media and then fled to Hong Kong. Folks are conflicted on whether he's a patriot, a whistleblower, or a traitor. No matter what you think of this guy or the U.S. government, what he did was illegal. Let me explain. In business, when you are privy to information before the general public of a product or a service, you're required to sign a non-disclosure agreement, you know, an NDA. What is more prominent than the James Bond-type spying is corporate espionage. That stuff is hot, really. Folks will bite your rhymes, steal your concepts, and go to China. Duplicate your stuff on the cheap and get it out there before you get a loan. They'll sell your ebooks, put your digital media stuff out on BitTorrent, and give away your product for free just to be cute. And it's not cool. If you're a big company, you can take the suck of the court. If you are a small business, you just make them persona non grana in your community. You spread the word that they're a troll and they're not welcome and to move on. The offender usually becomes a hater, a troll, a creator of conspiracy theories all about your company and the rotten tomatoes going forever. But in the U.S. government, especially in the intel community, when you get employed, you sign a secrecy agreement. National security. It's like an NDA. You'll be privy to bits of information that is of interest to foreign governments. By itself, might not be nothing. But see, intelligence is gained by pieces, not chunks. Our system is great, but not perfect. America is great, but not perfect. In our freedom, we give away stuff that we shouldn't. The media and the U.S. Congress give away so much stuff, it ain't funny. Hostile governments don't even need safe crackers and all the, the technical gizmo stuff you see on Mission Impossible movies. All they need is a good-looking person, some alcohol, and the internet. Turn on the television, and they can piece together stuff because we just give it away for free. You follow people and get bits of information. We tell people everything they want to know. Well, some of us do. For example, if you're a groundskeeper at a government facility, because you got a clean record, you got a good government job. Because it's in a classified place, you probably get paid more than if you cut my grass. Well, because you're a cool guy, folks that work in some sensitive projects talk to you around lunchtime. You'll hear bits and pieces about something that you would never hear about anywhere else. And what seems safe is more than the Chinese know about it. And they've been interested in that secret project that you just overheard about yesterday. If you were to go to the press for your 10 minutes of fame to be on YouTube, are you a whistleblower? Now, the truth is, you're about to be visited by the FBI for violating the secrecy agreement. And that's criminal. All the real spies in the land are going to try to be your best friend in the world to see how much more you know before the FBI snatches your big behind off the street. If you think, no, not if you think, if you work in or for the U.S. government as a contractor or staff employee, 
Please be a person of integrity or get another job. Your momentary fame hurts America. It doesn't expose the wrongful activity of our government because we voted for that horrible Patriot Act. We voted for the inept, corruptible, and been in office too long politicians that give away secrets every day. It's not whistleblowing. It's not patriotism. It's criminal. I know a good spy story is sexy, but this ain't it. I'd tell you more, but I don't sign the secrecy agreement. If you're a gun rights activist, if you've been in this gun community for a minute, you will hear the same lame excuses, the same myths of gun control. Well, somebody put them all together from gunsandammomagazine.com and Rob sent them to me. So I posted them on the site and uh, they're just golden. Here they are. Top 10 myths of gun control. Myth number one. A gun in the home is more likely to kill a family member than an intruder. This is probably the most popular, widely circulated gun control myth ever. It's been argued that a gun in the home is 43 times more likely to kill a family member than an intruder. You're actually safer, some people say, in a gun-free home. That might help them sleep at night, but it isn't true. Despite this myth's popularity, Have you ever noticed politicians and journalists never cite a source to go along with this? Perhaps that's because it's derived from a seriously flawed 1986 report in the New England Journal of Medicine called Protection or Peril, an analysis of firearm-related deaths in the home. Most notably, the study only accounted for cases of self-defense with firearms in which the criminal was killed. If the bad guy was wounded, held at gunpoint for police, or ran away, it was not included in the data. That is, a rather incredible oversight since, according to Florida State criminologist Gary Kleck, criminals are only shot dead in about 1% of firearms defense incidents. Fact is, according to Kleck's exhaustive search, a gun in the home is three to five times more likely to help stop a crime than commit one. Myth number two. 40% of guns are purchased without a background check. In pushing for universal background checks, President Obama has repeatedly said as many as 40% of guns are purchased without a background check. Vice President Joe Biden has also pushed the stat, and so has all those who support the president, like the New York Times, the USA Today, and other outlets that never question the source. As Professor Dr. Lott, demonstrated, the number is actually closer to 10%. To reach the 40% number, one must count family inheritances and gifts as purchases. And the number is also based on a Clinton administration survey in which many respondents erroneously indicated that they had not undergone a background check to buy a gun. Myth number three. Fewer people own guns today. Now, unless you've just been born, it's hard to believe anybody could believe this one. What a straight face. Have you been to a gun store lately? It's empty. According to FBI data, there have been a rather incredible 70,291,049 background checks for gun purchases since 
President Obama took office. Gun control advocates argue it's merely existing gun owners making all the purchases. However, according to a 2011 Gallup poll, at least 47% of Americans own guns compared to 41% in 1993. So, by most indications, gun ownership is on the rise. Myth number four. Criminals obtain their weapons at gun shows. The Brady campaign and others have fought hard to convince us that criminals and even terrorists purchase their wares at gun shows. But the facts say, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics study in 2001, firearms use by offenders found only 1% of criminals obtained their firearms at gun shows. An earlier BGS, that's the Bureau of Justice Statistics, study found that only 1.7% of federal inmates made their purchases at gun shows. The numbers are backed up by a National Institute of Justice survey, which found only about 2% of criminals bought at gun shows. So how do most bad guys get their guns? They're forced to steal them. Mm-hmm. Or use a straw purchase. Which has been going on forever. It's not a new word, actually. It's also illegal. Myth number five. People hardly ever use guns for self-defense. If gun control advocates can convince the public that guns are rarely used for self-defense, then they can portray those or portray those who keep them for protection as misguided or paranoid. They love to make us seem like we're the ones that are nuts. Fact is, according to a study by Kleck, guns are used up to 2.5 million times per year annually in the United States for armed self-defense. Often these incidents are unreported to the police or the media. Why is that? In many cases, the would-be victim draws the gun, the criminal immediately runs away, and the event is never reported. You probably know somebody that this applies to. Gun control advocates should keep in mind that self-defense doesn't necessarily involve actually shooting a criminal, as this is gun owner's last resort. Anybody that's responsible enough to carry a firearm knows that. There is also, of course, media bias that influences underreporting of self-defense incidents. But you don't want to hear about that. Myth number six. Your gun is most likely to be used against you by an attacker. According to Gary Kleck in his book, Point Blank, Guns and Violence in America, attackers only disarmed armed citizens in fewer than 1% of cases. This is especially true in cases of concealed carry because the attacker often didn't realize the target was armed, had no plan to disarm him or her, and flees in search of easier prey. In contrast, according to the U.S. Bureau of Justice Statistics data, armed resistance against an attacker, especially with a farm, is still the most effective means to prevent injury, the thwart, robbery, or assault. In other words, just doing whatever the bad guy says is really bad advice. Myth number seven, we can't trust people with concealed carry. Those who often perpetuate this myth don't realize their state allows concealed carry unless the individual isn't a citizen of Illinois. And guess what? They're working on it right now. Criminals, on the other hand, do seem to notice the freedom by which the law-abiding residents of their locale can carry guns. Dr. Locke again says, that he found that when shall issue concealed carry is introduced, 
there are decreases in the rates of murder by 8.5%, rape by 5%, and aggravated assault by 5%. While some academics dispute Dr. Lott's findings, most concede that concealed carry, at the very least, has not resulted in the blood in the streets predictions of the anti-gun groups. In his story, More Guns, Less Crime thesis rests on a flawed statistical design, scholars argue. Author David Glenn concludes, Mr. Lott's research has convinced his peers of at least one point. No scholars now claim that legalizing concealed weapons cause a major increase in crime. Yeah. Concealed carry works. Myth number eight. Urban areas especially need gun control. There tends to be a differing views on gun control in rural areas compared to urban centers, but it is wrong to suggest, as the president has often done, that gun control can be more effective in cities. To suggest honest American citizens living in metropolitan areas cannot be trusted with Second Amendment rights is not only misguided, it's racist. According to, again, Dr. Lott, in his book, More Guns, Less Crime, when the gun rights of a given population are restored, violent crime goes down. It's true. For high-crime urban areas and neighborhoods with large minority populations, the greatest reduction of violent crime occurs when law-abiding citizens of the population are allowed to carry concealed guns. Why is that? Because the bad guys want easy If they know they have a chance of not making it out alive, they'll go somewhere else. Myth number nine. Guns teach kids to be violent. Anybody who grew up in a gun-friendly household knows firearms teach discipline and other positive attributes. But how do we quantify that when our opponents are so willing to spread mistruths? Well, we have studies to cite. Arguably, the best is Patterns of Adolescent Firearms Ownership and Use by Terrence B. Thornberry, Alan J. Lazat, and James M. Tesario. Among other findings, the researchers found that children taught about firearms and their legitimate uses by family members have much lower rates of delinquency than children in households without guns. According to R. Tonso, head of the Department of Sociology, Criminal Justice, and Anthropology, at the University of Evansville in Indiana, found that children introduced to guns associate them with freedom, security, and recreation, not violence. Myth number 10. Guns con- gun control prevents crime. Saving the best for last, here are a few examples of failed gun control policies in action. Washington, D.C.'s ban on handguns since repealed, sort of, took effect in 1977, and the city murder rate tripled by the 1990s, according to D.C.'s own police department. Every firearm murder was committed with a gun. A handgun, that is. Chicago copied D.C.'s handgun ban in 1982, and according to city data, within 10 years, its handgun-related murders doubled. Maryland and California have both imposed waiting periods for gun purchases and restricted sales of handguns and semi-automatic rifles, Yet, according to FBI Uniform Crime Reports, their murder and robbery rates far exceed the rest of the country. There are plenty more cases in which gun control has backfired, even as a nationwide gun ownership has increased and crime has decreased. This was taken 
and written by Kyle Winterstein, May 1st, 2013. And I poached it from gunsandammo.com. If I could just go back a second about D.C. When Washington, D.C.'s handgun ban took effect in 1977, it was because of terrorism. And the mayor at that time had actually got shot in the buttocks by a Hanafi Muslim. It was a splinter Islamic group that took over the council building. Mayor Marion Barry got shot in the butt, changed the gun laws, did not stop crying. During the 90s, we had crack cocaine incidents uh, instituted into the nation's capital. It was going up and down the East Coast where we were the center. And the violence was directly related to crime, to the drug cartel. When everybody that was a crack addict either died or was locked up, crime dropped. Had nothing to do with gun control. Unfortunately, Chicago, Maryland, and California copied these failed plans. Truth. One day this guy complains to his friend, my elbow really hurts. I guess I should see a doctor. So his friend says, don't do that. There's a computer at the chemist down the street that can diagnose anything quicker and cheaper than a doctor. Simply put in a sample of your urine and the computer will diagnose your problems and tell you what you can do about it. And it only costs 10 bucks. So the guy says, all right, I got nothing to lose. So he fills a jar with a urine sample and goes to the chemist. Finding the computer, he pours in the sample and deposits the 10 bucks. The computer starts making some noise and various lights start flashing. After a brief pause, out pops a small piece of paper on which is printed. You have tennis elbow. Soak your arm in warm water. Avoid heavy lifting. It'll be better in two weeks. Late that evening, while thinking how amazing this new technology is and how it will change medical science forever, the guy begins to wonder if this machine can be fooled. So he decides to give it a try. You know how we do. He mixes some tap water together, a stool sample from his dog, urine samples from his wife and daughter, and to top it off, he masturbates into a, a whole concoction. He goes back to the chemist, locates the machine, pours in the sample, and deposits the 10 bucks. Your tap water is too hard. Get a water softener. Your dog has worms. Get him vitamins. Your daughter is using cocaine. Put her in rehab. Your wife is pregnant with twin girls. They aren't yours. Get a lawyer. And if you don't stop jerking off, your tennis elbow will never get better. Hey, have you haven't heard of ErgoGrips.net yet? Check it out. E-R-G-O-Grips.net. 
they make a whole bunch of customized stuff for your AR platforms, for handguns, that make it comfort, to make it fit. Everything they make is for the shooter itself. Got a um, AR being creosoted, I think it is, or creo-coded from them here shortly. As soon as I get it, I'll let you know. Ergogrips.net. Give them a shout out. Tell them you heard about them on the Urban Shooter Podcast. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Superman, an American fictional character, a comic book hero. He's iconic, a cultural icon in the U.S. Written by two Jewish brothers, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, high school students in Cleveland, Ohio, back in 1933. They sold this character to Detective Comics, later to became DC Comics in 1938. Superman's first appearance in Action Comics was in 1938, issue number one in June. His birthday, that's why the movie's coming out this month, this week, is June. They say that Clark Kent's birthday is like June 18th. A little bit of trivia there for you. I have loved Superman since 1963, 64. Very first costume I ever put on. Mm-hmm. The S on his chest. The blue costume, the red cape. I think I almost killed myself jumping off of grandmother's house trying to be Superman. Yeah, Superman. Superman is all about finding or its absence, being. It's the light in the darkness. He's the hero that other heroes are supposed to look up to, not for his superior power, but for his unflagging decency and compassion. That's why I love Superman. Honor, integrity truth, justice, and the American way. Nobody else ever said that in the comic book. Truth, justice, and the American way. That's what I'm talking about. That's what's missing in America right now. Truth, justice. I'm really hoping this movie is better than the last one. The last one just stank. And I, I realize why, too. You know that the last one, they were going to try to put um, Will Smith as Superman. I'm try to change it up culturally, put a brother in, in there. And Will Smith said no. Now, if you put a black person in the part of that last Superman, think about the Lex Luthor stabbing him like a prison shiv, him having the, 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 the kid, the absentee dad, leaving his child behind. Yeah, see how that script kind of just looks a whole lot different if it's a black face? Yeah, that's why it sucked. That's not Superman. That's ghetto crap. Well, 
We got another chance at it this week, and hopefully they don't destroy the icon. I'm hoping. I got my fingers crossed. Or I'll be leaving out here disgruntled. Let me know what you think of the movie. Also, we got World War Z coming out with um, Angelina Jolie's husband playing in it. I ain't like that dude since he married her. I think I secretly coveted his wife. But I have since prayed about that and I'm over it now. The audiobook, though, for World War Z was outstanding. If you want to, like, kill a couple of hours, throw that thing on your travels. Look for it in the uh, audiobooks or in a store. World War Z. In audio, don't know how the movie's going to be, but the audio was outstanding. I give it 10 stars. It'll keep your attention. Got a whole bunch of um, actors in it, too. Oh, it was good. And I think that's going to be it for our pop culture piece for this week on the Urban Shooter Podcast. Far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much, because they live in the gray twilight that knows neither victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt Thank you for joining me this week. I appreciate you rolling with a brother one more time. Big shout out again to my big sister, Suzanne, who Got me through something else today. There was a friend of mine, had a call, was in trouble, and I knew who to call. She made some calls and got the cops to do their thing, and it wasn't even in my state. It was, we work in tri-state, man. It's amazing, this internet and phones and and having friends like you, that we're all connected. I like being a hub. Who you going to call? Sometimes it's the black man with a gun. And then if he can't help you, you got friends like you. Hey, and just a quick reminder, if you got a few shekels, you can help help a brother out. I'm in need financially. No joke. Yeah, that means it's time to go and I am going to stop begging. When I do get some money, I'm going to hold on to it till the eagle screams, man. All right, I done messed around and got hungry. Yeah, that'll help me out a little bit. I think I'll take the grill out. Yeah. The grill and do some corn on the cob. I think there's some cabbage. Yeah, there's some cabbage in the refrigerator. I can warm that up. And nothing goes with barbecue better than the blues. You ready for some? I got the key to the highway. I'm cashed out and I've got to go I'm gonna leave here running people Good walking most too slow I'm going back to the border Before they put up a fence Because you haven't done nothing, baby Except drove a good man away from home
concludes another episode of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for listening, downloading, and subscribing. If you need to reach me, call 888-675-0202 or email me at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. If you could go to iTunes and leave a positive review for me, a thumbs up on Stitcher Radio, I think that still allows the Bean Counting Robots to show me that somebody is there. Spasibo, Chukran, Merci, Grazie, Salamat Po, Gracias, Obrigado, Kamsehamnada, Dankeschön, Shishini, Domo Origato. Shalom, baby.